real podcast stuff. Yeah. This is the yeah. This is the first repeat of microphones, only because I'm just so lazy today. Yeah. Eventually, we, I mean, we were going to have to do it. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. We can't do yeah. microphones forever, but also sweatpants. You can tell where I'm at. Also, <laughs> we're entering a new era of yeah. me, and I've decided this morning. This was the thing I was thinking about this morning. Um, uh, I'm thinking maybe I'm going to offer my clients two prices. Okay, you know, yeah. sweatpants will, <laughs> or like. Pants, sure. Will, Differentiated you know? by like, effort if, level in your if clothes. You want, if you know, if you want, like, like, hey, he's gonna show up, like, clean and like, yeah. s- having slept and somewhat sober. Like, okay, all right, you're gonna get this rate. Yeah. But then, if you're just like willing to take greasy at like even his lowest, because greasy at his worst is still yeah better than you, you know. could just separate. And greasy will is that version, and <sighs> then just like Miss Sir <laughs> Sir William. Yeah, Sir William <laughs> is the full price one. Mm. I'm assuming this has started. Where this is the official yeah, this is episode. it. This is yeah. it. Yep. Um, let me ask you a question. Have, uh, have you ever been in a fight, like an actual fight? Gosh, do I look like I've been in a fight? N- not really. Yeah, no way. You seem too nice to have been into a fight. I, in a fight. Here's no, I've never been in a fight. I will never, be upfront. And again, this is a, a lot of leg. Even I am aware. They're my <laughs> legs. There's like, a lot of leg going. These are five inch running shorts. I'm sorry. Um, no, I don't think I've ever needed to physically fight. So that's the transparent answer without trying to sound tough. I will say. Uh, I think I could kill someone if I had to. <laughs> if I had and to. And maybe that guy who, like, if I, if it really needed to come yeah, out. Yeah, if it went down. But that's probably me wanting to sound tough. But I, I got that in me. What I will say, though, is I've always been an eviscerate with words kind of guy. Like, right. I know what to say, usually. And maybe see, that's a why, why I've never needed to fight. See, I, I feel like I, I know the right thing to say to push somebody's buttons into wanting to <laughs> sure. fight me, into yeah. swinging first yeah. on me, and because yeah. uh, I'm a, I'm a younger, I'm the little brother, you know, okay. I'm the youngest. In oh, my, so of course you. So fought. yeah, I'm an oldest brother with only younger sisters. I have a younger brother now, mm. but I didn't grow up with a brother in the house. Yeah, no, so. I was, um, I was always antagonizing my older siblings, always trying to start some shit with somebody. But then, you know, as I got older too, uh, it, it like, you know, going into the military in the Marines, you have to fight. There's something in my eye. In the Marines, you have to fight. Like ever, well, at least oh, whenever I was in, you sure. had to fight like every day. Yeah, it was like you get put in, and this is like one of those you you have to learn how to be either a leader or a follower at some point in sure. time when you're in the military because yeah. it's yeah. like you get in and uh, and it's a bunch of dudes who all came in exactly the same time as you. So yeah. so something happens, you know, like like some some sergeant comes and says like, hey, Ansbach, I want you to go and grab three of your boot friends and go over and do this, you know, thing. Yeah, and so you're like, okay, and so you go, you're like, hey, you, you, and you, come on, we're gonna go do this thing, and they're like. Who put you in charge? You know? Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, God. Like, there's only one solution. The yeah. only solution is I have to beat your ass to prove that, like, yeah. I'm in charge. Because yeah. there's no amount of, like, so-and-so told me so that's yeah. not going to get you just disrespect. So it's like, for the first, like, year I was in the Marines, I feel like just about every day, every other day, it's like a really? fight. Really? Like a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like sometimes it's just, you know, grabbing somebody. When I, yeah. But I haven't fought in... I haven't gotten into a fight since 2009. Wow. I know the exact time. It was with my my singer from my band. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, he we had done acid in our in our, at our house, and he um, we had him and there was a bunch of people. There's probably like ten people there, all on acid. Yeah. But he had gotten like a thirty pack of Keystone Light. <laughs> And had just yeah. been chugging them all night long. Yeah. Like he drank like the whole thirty pack by himself, pretty wow. much. So then to turn around like five o'clock in the morning or so, he's plastered and he's not yeah. like he's coming off the acid and now he's yeah. just hammered drunk. Yeah. 
And he started getting like pretty violent with his girlfriend and stuff. And oh, was like wow. screaming in the living room. And and we're like, we're like, bro, chill out, chill out. And he's like, I can't believe you guys, you guys are supposed to be in my band and you're taking her side. We're like, bro, you're like, you like being a dick. Yeah, you're being yeah. a horrible person right yeah. now. Like he hadn't hit her, but he's like kind of handsy sure, and stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. And um, and my girlfriend was there, who's the the mother of my daughter, and she was like, she was like, you need to calm down. And he was like, bitch, you don't tell us what to do. Oh, wow. And she's like, if you call me bitch again, you're going to get the shit beat out of you. Yeah. And I'm like there like, did you just volunteer me? <laughs> she's making promises <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah, did you just volunteer me for this? Yeah, 100%. And, <laughs> and so um, he, he like a couple, a minute goes by or something, and then she says something else, and he's like, bitch, what did I tell you? And I was like, wow. Man, why'd you do that? And then he goes, he goes, uh, man, you guys are all a bunch of bitches. I quit this band. And I was like, well, now you're just an asshole screaming in my living room. If yeah. you're not in the band anymore, <laughs> you're just an asshole in my yeah. living room, yeah. you know? And so I, I, I went over and I, I swung on him, but I was really fucked up too. So yeah. I, I missed. Yeah. And he just started punching me in the face. Yeah. And I remember the last thing I thought before that happened was the last thing I thought was like, oh, man, you can't lose a fight in your own house that you started oh, <laughs> you man. Did, do you remember the end of it yeah uh well so actually the end of it is why i haven't fought in like a long time is yeah. because uh i kind of like he hit me a few times i blacked out a little bit they always say uh in the ufc they used to always say like if you punch a wrestler in the face sure you know when you're boxing you punch a wrestler in the face he instantly turns back into a wrestler and like yeah. now i'm like a lifetime like wrestler i wrestled like all going through high school and, sure. and middle school and everything sure and he hit me in the, he hit me in the face and i guess i turned right into a wrestler because i i i hip tossed him and threw him over sure. into the into yeah. the kitchen and i landed on top of him and i just started punching the shit out of his yeah. face till i broke my hand and like his eye was just wow. enormous and uh and that's why I don't fight anymore because I realize, like, man, you could, <laughs> you can accidentally kill somebody fighting. Yeah. Like, you really have to be prepared to, like, yeah. maybe go to jail for the rest of your life Truly, if you yeah. fight somebody. You could have hit his head. Like, some could have. And that was the first time I ever realized that there was consequences for my actions. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, physically in that yeah. moment, you're like, oh, this is real. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't pretend that or this. What I'm about to say is why I've not been in a fight. It's just the privileged life of not having to fight, I guess. But... In 2023, I think you're describing like in this era, I'm like, we don't have to fight. You know what I mean? We don't have to fight. Well, I, so, and I don't mean that as passivity. I mean, like, come on, there are cooler ways to deal with this. There are better ways. Like, I'm better than that. We're, we're happier than that, aren't we? Uh, yeah. We can I, do I, this differently. I, well, and I think, and this is what I was going to say you can tell a lot about a person on whether or not they've been in a fight because, yeah. like, not being in a fight does not make you weak or sure. anything like that. It means you're smart enough to not get into a fight, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like, and like me, it's like, okay, cool. Like I used to fight all the time. It's like, there was a, there was like this, you know, it was just, I was quick to do it. I didn't yeah. even care. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like, and then at that point, that was the point in my life where I realized like, bro, you can't, you, you got to start. And then sure. that's when yeah. it turned into like, oh, I better have an answer before I fight. I better have yeah. like a thing to, yeah. to do. So, yep. so learning. Yeah, learning yeah. is important. Also, if you, I mean, I'll take the, it's not aimed at me, but I'll take the pretend compliment that that's why I've not been in a fight because I'm so smart or elevated yeah. or whatever. But also I feel like if you had brothers, I don't know if you had brothers or yeah. you say you were yeah, youngest. Yeah, my older brother. Anyone I know who's a brother who has brothers grew up Fun. fighting because yeah. that's what you do. That's all we did. 100%. Yeah. All and the time. So, yeah. That's your chief competition. My brother was two years older than me. So growing up, it was constantly like, like he was just that that two-year difference is yeah. enormous when you're 11 and he's 13. Oh, absolutely. And like suddenly he's got like muscles and armpit hair and I'm still like, why? It's not Dude, fair, you there's know? no bigger dis yeah, disparity in age gap than that era, mm -hmm. 11 and 13. Which, um, which brings me 
completely unrelatedly to what I feel like our discussion is today, which uh, which is how do we learn after the initial moments? Like we sure. we both talked about going to school and how we started out yeah. and and like where um, and where that took us to. Uh, you were very young. I was almost 10 years later in my life uh, whenever I started. So our learning situation after school yeah. is completely different. Sure. But probably, I would guess, very similar. Yeah. Uh, I would assume that you had a mentor in your life, somebody who you respected greatly in the industry that like yeah. you asked questions and like tried to solve problems with and like, and who wasn't, I mean, for me, I had... I had like 10 of those people, yeah, you know, like yeah. I had 10 people that I was like, oh my God, I love this person. They're amazing. I will call them when I need help. I'll call them. But most of my mentors were mentors. They weren't yeah. like teachers. Yeah. They were just people who were like, hey man, let me, let me give you some, let me give you some, some advice on this thing. Or like, yeah. like, uh, I think I mentioned before, like sometimes I have, uh, conversations with some of my like mentors, like Robert Carranza, I call him up whenever I'm just lost. Sure. You know, yeah. it's never about I need a job or I need work or what do yeah. I do. It's always like oh, I want Pro Tools. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's never like <laughs> yeah. why isn't Pro Tools working? It's yeah. always like uh, I, I don't know which way I'm supposed to go. Yeah, that's and, incredible that you and have. And let me a ask you like how you feel about that. Yeah. So, so where did you? Uh, who? Who was your mentor, and where did where did that start out for you? Yeah, I mean, we've already given the beginning of the story, like you said. So I just will briefly shout out, like coming up. My parents, musicians. My right. dad would be a great, like, first. My mom is a musician. My dad is a musician. And then my dad in the recording, like, sound world. But post-school, in the studio, uh, the owner of the studio I was at, his name was Mark Simmons. Shout out, Mark, if for whatever reason he ever listens to this. But he, for many, many years, would have been, like, my singular mentor. Um, and so, so I was and you started working with you. him when you were, like, 17, right? 17, that, that's when you're yep. There, so. I started. I, I recorded in a band I was in with him at the studio with another one of his engineers, but he was around at like 15 or 16. So I've known, I'd known him and then interned at 17. Right. And was there effectively freelance. So we both know it's not. Uh, how, how old was he? Gosh, at that time he was probably late 30s. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm just, yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to get a, no, a, good question. Yeah. a, 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 a balance. Cause yeah. your the age of your mentor. Yeah. Uh, and the people that you like get advice from can drastically change your perspective True. on a lot yeah. of things yeah. because like you know someone that was like 50 at that time frame yeah wasn't getting into Pro Tools, wasn't like trying That's to do true, the yeah. technical stuff. He was, but someone who was 30 might be on the cutting edge of like, oh, no, hey, right, I need yeah. to learn some stuff. Or. I think practically speaking, he was definitely on the cutting edge. I remember vividly the day we got Pro Tools. We, I told you this, we got a right. C24. Yeah. I remember Avid shipped it in. It was a huge deal. At that time, everything was like, you had to be really in the pro audio world to have decent gear. I've looked multiple times to make sure. This is how, you said you were going to address this, by the way. We'll talk more about this later, and then I'll get back to. I want to answer this because it's a fun conversation. But we're like, my phone is being held up by tape right now. Like, not not taped. It is held up by a roll of tape. So uh, just uh, just so everyone knows, that's how professional this is. We're figuring this out. What do we joke? This is the pilot. Not just the pilot. pilot yes, this isn't just a pilot episode. This is the pilot season. So if you see anything that looks ridiculous, you're absolutely right. We're fully aware, and and one day we'll figure it out uh, with Braden's help. Braden's making us better. Speaking of which, I just made an adjustment to our game because the old SM7s are nice and quiet. Hell yeah. So. Well, we know an so engineer audio, who can fix it after. Yeah. Yeah. The audio um, rapidly so, changed. So, up. yeah, he was on the cutting edge, but he came up. I won't, you don't need his whole backstory, but he came up like huge Beatles, Beach Boys, 
like from from the like pet sounds school right. of thought so really retro and a ton of great analog gear but certainly on the cutting edge of we, we had pro tools early all that stuff long story short i think the best way i can boil down and we can talk more specifically if you have questions or if conversation brings other stuff up the main thing i'll say is he was a, an incredibly involved mentor and i i owe a lot to him because i got a job and i put it in quotations because i was certainly an idiot at 17 right. <laughs> but because that turned into my job a lot of my learning he was certainly my mentor again I, I can't take anything away from what i got from from what he provided but a lot, a lot of my learning was like i'm going to push you into the deep end of the pool and you're going to have to figure it out right so come and ask me if you need to or you can watch me i did a lot of shadowing sessions but i he needed me to work like pretty quickly long before i deserved right. to work right. and so i have a lot of vivid memories of just pretending i've always been undeservedly confident <laughs> and so which carried me a long way so sure. i have a lot of memories of knowing nothing in a session but pretending like being able to talk my way through it and then like secretly being like i'm gonna use a restroom and then i'd run to studio a where he was <laughs> yeah and be like dude how do i do yeah. this and then he'd tell uh, me so do you feel like and i feel like i feel like um excuse me yeah i feel like the um the audio industry relies on people who who learn on their own sure. and who are yeah. ready to be just self-starters yeah you know like yep. i mean i'm literally one of those people whose dad threw them in the pond and yeah. was like swim bitch I, I grew up watching john and wayne movies Honda so, just throwing kids in pools and yeah. making them swim <laughs> so i definitely have always had that like the best way to learn is to do and sure. like go ahead just toss me in there i'll figure it out yeah yep. but um but being here at East West, getting thrown to the wolves, like I, I mentioned this before, like my very first solo you're on your own kid session yeah. was with John Bryan. You know, wow. it was like, yeah. like you're at- That was not my first session yeah, experience. Yeah. Like <laughs> the first time I had to just figure something out and yeah. like do stuff, they were like, it, it was with one of the biggest producers yeah. in the world. Wow. And, you know, and like yeah. we're working on- on a, a Judd Apatow score, you Crazy. know, for a film. Yeah. And I'm over there just like, I think it's like this. And I think yeah. it works like, and like, and, um, and it was, uh, I mean, it's like, it, it's trial by fire to the most extreme without sure. there being actual fire. Like yeah. it was like as yeah. close, but I also felt, I mean, after that session, that was, I mean, there was no question. It was one sure. session yeah. and then, cool man you're you're an assistant now yeah, like it's yeah. official you did it for that yeah you didn't fall apart yeah yeah you're, you're, you're so i'll throw it back to you then um did you coming here to east west is where you started this is where your internship started and you've you've gone many places and still float around here uh did you pursue those mentors w were they set in place for you because you were here and you specifically i think what's different for your story is east west is an established place where there's got to be some kind of not protocol but like you got to know what you're doing here. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I guess the, the question I'm asking for the benefit of people listening is like, did you pursue those people? How uh, did you find them? So the way that mentors happened for me, and 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 this is uh, because of the way East West is, like, yeah. there isn't necessarily a, uh, there, there isn't like a dad of the studio. Now sure. there's a little bit more. Lawrence, the, okay. the chief tech here. It's is a good like, way to put it. Yeah. He's like, he's kind of like the dad of the studio now. Yeah. And he's a little bit more like involved in stuff. But when I was first starting here, like the tech wasn't nice. He wasn't friendly. It wasn't sure. like, he wasn't your buddy. He wasn't you pulling know, you under you know. his wing or anything. He, yeah. he really actually was horrible towards a lot of people. And so wow. it was kind of like, oh man, I don't, you know, it's like, what is this? So, um, so I didn't have that as a, some of my early like, friendships yeah. who were like my peers sort of like yeah. the other assistants at the studio yeah. who like one of them is this guy brendan who had been an assistant here 
Uh, he started back the day I started. Yeah. He got hired as an assistant the day I started as a as an intern. Yeah. Um, but obviously he was already way ahead of where I was at because he was an assistant already. Like, yeah. and he had been a runner at cello whenever cello was, you know, before East West when cello was here. Yeah. And so he knew a ton of shit. He like knew the building, he yeah. knew the consoles, he knew all the stuff. And he was a great resource for just getting information, but he was not a, a mentor. It yeah. was just this is where you go if you need advice on how to, you know, set up the tape, you know, molten studio one properly so you can do stuff. Yeah. And it wasn't um, it wasn't until I started working as an assistant that I started finding these actual mentors. And these yeah. actual mentors were just well-established engineers. Sure. Yeah. Who might come in and book a week here. Yeah. You know, and after a week in the studio with somebody like that. Yeah. They either love you. Or they hate you. Sure. Yeah. You're, you're doing right? a lot of life together. You, so, yeah, yeah. You spend, you're spending 12 to 14 hours every single day. And the success now as an engineer, I realize this, the success of myself can greatly depend on my assistant. Yeah. You know, if sure, if my assistant is locked and has his stuff squared away and he's doing a really good job, man, the session goes by so easy and yeah. so fast. And it's like, no problem. But if you, if, if your assistant isn't really putting in the extra mile, yeah. it, 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 it messes you up like it's sure. it's detrimental to your session yeah. so uh i st you know i was i was always trying to be the best assistant like my goal was always to be the best yeah. and uh you know i spent a week with ed cherney um, who is legendary in the industry if you don't know ed cherney he did uh he did bridges to babylon he's like phil ramone's engineer he's wow. just legendarily good you yeah. know and um and uh i spent a week with him and then that was like a long-term mentorship where like after that, if I ever had any problems, I would call him up. Or yeah. uh, Robert Carranza, I always mention, like he's one of those guys, I talk to him like once a year, but every yeah. time he just makes me the happiest person. Or I, I follow him on Instagram and he just, he posts the most like non-engineer stuff. Yeah. And I'll just be like, man, I love this guy so much. Yeah. Like, he's just yeah. a great spirit, like so, a good person to learn yeah. from. Uh, Billy Bush is another one, not the political commentator, but <laughs> the uh, Butch Vig engineer, you yeah. know, was a great resource for me. I called those people. And those people, uh, you know, it was all, it all started from, I'm, I'm a book a week at East West. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, Will will be your assistant. He's great with this stuff. And yeah. then I go in there and they're just, you know, man, you're great. Thank you so much. You're doing such a good job. I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Like, and then, uh, and then, you know, and then they, they're cool with, kind of giving me advice and taking me under their wing and, yeah. and like helping me out. And I was, I swear, like almost none of them, Robert Carranza's passed me maybe three gigs in 12 years. Yeah. And it's always been something amazing. And I'm always yeah. like, man, I can't believe they even let me in on this. Sure. You know? Yeah. But um, for the most part, they are what I consider like a, a true mentor in that they give, they give emotional advice and sure. life advice. Yeah. And like, yeah. they're not there for the, they know I, the technical stuff and, yeah. and they could give the advice on it all day, but they know I don't need the technical yeah. advice. I've never needed the technical advice. The, the real questions I've always had been like, where do I go from here? Yeah. You know? And those yeah. have been the biggest things for me, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, when, you, um, when you were working at that studio, you said like you couldn't always like go and, and ask for help and you were deep-ended and everything. Yeah. But did you, did you always feel safe knowing that there was like a person around to yeah. like have your back if you like fell? Like, For sure, did you yeah. feel like there was like, a, like always like a person that was like, if you completely bombed a session, they could save you? 100%. Yeah. Not only like in my own, for my own knowledge and growth, like I knew he would help me grow, but yeah, anytime a session fell apart, which happened a handful of times, I can think of specific times where 
like one, uh, I've shared this story before, but uh, one specific fire that he had to put out was I deleted, we did like 30 takes of this solo for, for this uh, blues band, a bunch right. of old like pro musicians. And one of the sessions where I'm like, I don't know why I'm the one doing this, but thank you. Yeah. And uh, they finally got the solo. And I even as I sit here, I'm like, I don't know how or why this happened. I just happened to Apple Z it. And I think I was trying to Apple Z something else. And if you've ever, right. be careful yeah. with Apple Z. Yeah, it's Apple more Z dangerous. Your life. That's, that's a yeah. good pro tip. Yeah. Command Z is a yeah. lot more dangerous. Yeah, Command Z. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I Apple Z'd it. I was trying to get some, undo something else and then realized, oh my God, that solo has gone. Right. And we're like 29 takes deep. This is the 30th one. They finally, it's the one they want. So long story short, this is a, one literal, like very zoomed in example. But yeah, he came in. And at that time, not only did he practically help us figure it out, but the nice thing for me was being like a total kid, almost literally a kid, was it was nice to have like, you you use the perfect word, like a dad, a studio right. dad studio around. Because I know he probably like graciously sort of threw me under the bus, but in a helpful way. Like, right. hey, he's just, he's figuring it out. I'm right. really right, sorry, right. you know? And then they were like, all right, fine. And they pulled me back in and we redid. I think, I hope we did one that was better after that. <laughs> but, but yeah, there was always someone around like that. Um, a lot of it though, like I said, like he was really helpful, but a lot of it was just like, you're going to have to figure it out. A, un a unique facet of this for me, it's kind of a left turn from this part of the conversation, but um, did you, and I imagine the answer for you is yes. Did you feel like an engineer early on? Uh, yeah. Which I know is kind of an ominous question, but I did not. Yeah, I, didn't, I me, didn't either. Yeah, I, it I took felt me years. There's a, there's a few things that I think went into that. Like the imposter syndrome is real tough yep. in this in this industry because yeah. you feel like everybody knows so much more about yeah. you. And this is yep. something that I wanted to progress this conversation into anyways, which is that like, especially now, no, we didn't have this coming up because it wasn't a thing, you sure. know, like... Uh, I, I mean, I literally remember when YouTube started. So yeah, like, yeah. that's that's the type of age we're looking at yeah. now. But but now, especially with like TikTok and like the the advent of the the quick tip guy like and like all that stuff, stuff yeah. it feels like everybody knows more than you when yeah. you're starting out. Like yeah. it felt like that a lot then. I'm yeah. sure now it's even worse because sure. I see people all the time come to my my TikTok page and be like, "Oh man, I you know like." I feel like everybody knows so much more than me and every and like that's how I felt for the first like five years yeah. of, of engineering. Yeah. You know, even being out in the world professionally, I felt like I I was looking around and I was like, man, that guy's just everybody's gotta be so much better than me. Yeah. You know? Like God, that guy works with this person, they must be insanely good yeah. and like all that stuff. And um and and I didn't feel like an engineer. I didn't feel like I had um uh, the confidence really to yeah. to set myself out is like even even just calling myself an engineer like I tell assistants now whenever I work with them at yeah. East West and stuff I always sound like call yourself the thing above like not to take people's sure cred or anything sure. like that yeah but if somebody says it, on a session yeah you know like are you an engineer yeah don't go Oh, well, I'm an assistant. Yeah. You know, because it's like just own it. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm an engineer. Yeah. I, I I'm assisting here. Yeah. But I am an engineer. That's a good way know? to put it. Like, yeah. And, yeah. and I think a lot of people, because of these like steps and these levels that you have to go through, a lot of people can feel like like they're not an engineer because there's, you know, because there's people who've been doing this. It's like the thing I always say to people about playing instruments. Like, yeah. no, you're a drum owner. Sure. You know, you're a bass yeah. owner. Yeah. Like Abe Laboreal is is a, a bass drummer. player yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah. and Junior is a drummer, you yeah. know? Like, so yeah, so like, yeah. like 
these people are, you know, have are, leveled all the way up. Yeah. So I get that, yeah. but also at the same time, like I think when it comes to engineering, like you, you can't belittle yourself so much that yeah. you don't feel confident in it because, yeah for sure because i definitely did it took me a long time to get to the point where i felt like oh i'm an engineer like i know everything I'm yeah smart. yeah the thing uh the, the reason i highlight that is at that time that feeling like that i wasn't an engineer uh i think kept me this is going to sound backward but kept me from owning it and then kept me from getting better quicker right um i can look back with hindsight and say, without a doubt, I feel like I moved, even though I started with a really privileged beginning, I moved really slowly because I let myself feel, and again, I've, I've admitted already, I've like always had like an undeserved confidence, sure. but in that area, I let myself feel like, oh, I'm just a random, I play music and I'm just kind of here sort of helping out yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And that stunned me for a long time because I didn't own it. So right. again, not that everything has to be a lesson, but like for people listening, I think that's a big like, God, even if you're, you suck, self-awareness goes a long way. Yeah. Ironically, I know more now than ever. And I would humbly, I'm so quick to be like, I have no idea. I right. don't even know. I, you know, I'm not worried about what I don't know anymore. Cause I'll just, I'll figure it out. Yeah. But at that time, it really kept me from progressing and learning a lot because I, I like wore the hat of just like kid helping out for right. a long time. I, I would say that for my musicianship, for my playing and everything, I went through a, like a path that is kind of recurring in my system where I, um, at, at, at first, you know, I, I was self-taught yeah. on a lot of this stuff. And like, even though I went to school- I hope school you guys are for, liking these legs, by the way. Just, <laughs> my God. Even though I went to school for engineering, it's still a very much a self-taught game. For you know? sure, for and sure. And when I was a musician, I used to always- pride myself in my ignorance yeah. i was always like yeah man i i can play with some of the best and like and and to be very fair i was a much better musician when i was 23 24 sure. than i am currently in yeah. terms of like i mean i was in a progressive metal band and like so i played decent yeah, yeah and i played yeah. like like i'm playing like triplets and shit with my fingers at like yeah. you know 180 bpm yeah. like going and i my I, like my hands were fast i was a really good musician yeah uh but looking back on it now, I'm like, man, if you would have just spent a couple weeks learning things and learning what you were doing instead of priding yourself on your ignorance and being like, I'm good despite the fact that I don't, sure. that I never learned music theory. I'm yeah. good despite the so fact. So true. Yeah. And it's like, you could have been good and know that stuff. Like it's That's not, it's exactly it's not an it. and yeah. or, you yeah. know, it's like yep. you, you just pick one and yeah. And learn it for a little bit and get and get focus on it. And then so whenever I started getting into engineering after I left school, I vowed to myself that I wasn't gonna choose the ignorance route on yeah. engineering. And I, yeah. I see this all the time now, and it's very frustrating to me. I I, I it comes from artists a lot of times. Yeah. Artists will be like, I don't need to know that. You yeah. know, like that's your job, that's engineering. Yeah. Like and it's like, man, this is your career. Yeah. Knowing a little bit about this would be very beneficial. Yeah. And, and for me, or, okay. if I can chime in really quick, the, the uh, analogy or you talking about theory as an example, it's just one example and it's apply, it applies to musicianship, but it, you know, extrapolated out into engineering or people will pretend like, oh, that doesn't matter. That's you're taking it way too seriously. And it's like, dude, that stuff is existing and mattering whether you are aware of it or right. not. So yeah. why not be aware of it? Yeah. Why not learn it? You know what I mean? Yeah. How many musicians or artists come in? I get this comment from time to time. I see this comment all the time. Like, oh, that's good. You guys are you're t taking it way too serious. You're doing too much. It's right. like, dude, you're doing this. I'm doing what you're doing. You're just pretending that it's some like hippy dippy artist thing. Right. It's like, no, this is just a process that we're all learning. So it that you know, just because uh 
it's creativity doesn't mean that those technical things don't matter or that why wouldn't you want to be better? Why yeah. wouldn't you want to know some yeah, yeah. theory even if, if we're even using if that example? Even if there's just a tiny little bit of improvement that you can make upon something. Like I yeah. I had this thing where when I was um when I was coming up as an assistant, if I even heard a word in the yeah. studio that I didn't know, yeah. you know, like uh, and this happened all the time in the scoring world because I would do a ton of scoring sessions oh, wow. when I was coming up. Yeah. And like there's all these words in scoring you yeah. know, that's like I still wouldn't know that are like you know, like like uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, but um, uh, like words like like uh, oh geez, this is I'm, cut this out of the section while I can't remember <laughs> words that I'm trying. Anyway, there's words I, in, honestly it's proving the point. In, like yeah. yeah, 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 that like you listen to them and like I have no idea. I, yeah. I was gonna use here's why I, I was gonna use retard yeah. for as a, a thing because. Sure. In, they use that all the time in yeah. the scoring world. But yeah. then I was like, people are going to be like, you didn't know that? And then I'll be like, well, yeah, when I started out, I was like, why yeah. is he Why is he making fun of that bass player? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but there's a lot of words and like and dialogue that you don't understand. Even like words like, I, I, I realize this about engineering. Like whenever I say to people like, oh, I'm a tracking engineer. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what that means. Sure. Because yeah. in their heads, like the only thing that exists is like, mixing engineers sure. so there's yeah. diet there's 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 names and conversations inside of this world that yeah. you don't even so i would be over there like googling during the session like totally. learning stuff if i yeah. saw somebody pull up a plug-in i'd never seen before i yeah. instantly like googled that plug-in to yeah. see what it was if i heard somebody talk about you know like oh i'm doing this for this reason i'd be like oh, okay or if they mentioned a name i didn't know i was always trying because i wanted to be the least ignorant person when it came to my sure. job yeah but it also there comes this time where uh for all of us right yeah. we have to we have to stop trying to learn what other people do and stop trying to be anything other than what we're kind of falling into it like sure, yeah. as as engineers we all have our own habits and like weird things and producers too we all have our own habits and weird things that we eventually uh you progress into like this is me. This is yeah. my fingerprint on this record. Totally. You know? uh, the, and the equivalent of like finding way. your sound. Yeah. And and once you get there, then the learning process becomes very different because it stops being like, you know, how did Joe Barisi do this? Or yeah. how did, you know, Jim Scott do this? Or how did any of these people do it? And it starts becoming like, how would I do it? Sure. You know, yeah. and like yeah. theorizing through. Like just the other day, somebody had me, somebody was making a joke about um, they wanted to make their 808 wide because yeah. I went on like a stereo widener rant for yeah, a little I bit. Yeah. And um, and they were talking about, oh, I, what if I want to make my 808 wide? I'm like, okay. And then I start theorizing. It's like, all right, well, first you don't want the low end wide because that'll be weird. It'll yeah. cause a, so yeah. maybe just the top end. So split it and blah, 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 and doing yeah. all this. And then you know what I did? The very next day, I was like, huh. I want to try that actually. So I went in and I did exactly what I theorized to do and yeah. like tried it out. And everybody's like, oh man, this sounds really cool. Cause I was doing some weird stuff with the panning yeah. and everything with the top end. Yeah. And, but did it's it work? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. It sounded I'm great. I'm trying to take notes. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was awesome. It was a cool little thing. Now again, uh, you know, to continue my rant about this, it's not something I would do on every song just sure. to be like, I need a wide 808. Yeah. yeah. But if you're going to do it creatively once, yeah. you know, you should be able to theorize how you do it. Yeah. And that comes from, I learned so much in the beginning. I spent so much time trying to learn every single thing and read everything. And I mean, I was deep in the gear sluts forums all the time. Really? Like, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. And then like listening to them argue, but then also going back into the studio and listening to the people make fun of the people arguing yeah. on the forums about how they don't actually know anything yeah. and all that stuff. So, uh, there becomes this like, you know, this transition period where you stop 
learning and start theorizing more. Yeah, right? yeah, it's true. I also think uh, I'm remembering, as you tell that story, uh, a time where I was really anxious about anything I didn't know. We talked about that. You felt like there was so much you didn't know early yeah. on. And then fast forwarding to now, and I could maybe identify years back where the split happened, to now being comfortable with what I don't know, yeah. being like, oh, I don't know that. And then because I'm willing to admit I don't know it, being able to learn it. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of people starting out are maybe afraid. I remember that. Like, I feel like I had to know it all and couldn't admit I didn't know something. So I think if, you, if you're watching and you want to learn all that, just be comfortable being an idiot. Yeah. Be comfortable not uh, knowing that stuff and then you'll learn it. Really great situation that just happened to me like two days ago. I was over with Jake Reed recording drums at yeah. his house. Yeah. And... Um, and we imported a bunch of tracks from the previous session, you know, to, to so we had our template all ready to go. Yeah. And then, you know, and it's classic. It's like snare drum.05, sure. kick drum 0.05. Yep. And I start going through the way I've always done, which click on the first one, delete, 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 you know, the last three, the numbers in the period yeah. at the end, then command tab to the next one, delete, 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 yeah. command tab, delete, delete. And yep. Jake is standing behind me, a drummer, yeah. you know, and he's like, and he's <laughs> what like, are you doing? he's like, you don't, you don't do the batch rename? And I was like, batch rename? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, and he selects the tracks and he right clicks it and it says batch rename. No and way. it's like, find yeah. 0.05 yeah. and replace no with nothing. Boop. Wow. For years. I'm I don't know when they implemented this. One character this. at a time. One deleting. character yeah. at a time, one wow. track at a time. I've been going through doing this. And yeah. I saw him do that and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And he's like, oh, dude, I have to do this all the time. It drives me nuts. So I looked it up one time. Yeah. And, and there was that moment, we talked about this just before, where it's like, yeah. you have this, like, I, I don't know all the things. I don't know all the Pro Tools tricks. I don't know all these, like, you know, secret menu items yeah. and things that you have to find. But if I wasn't open to learning, yeah. and I also didn't have people who weren't afraid to be like, oh, hey, man, check this out. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, because that's another thing that happens, too, with, like, your learning is you... People might be afraid to tell you stuff, especially people under you or people who sure. perceive themselves as being under you. Yeah. And you stop learning because you give off this aura of 100%. knowing so much yeah. that people around you are like, well, I'm not going to tell him that. He, like, he's going to make yeah. me feel stupid if I say like, but I am always like, oh, wow, that's awesome, man. That's so cool. Thank you for giving me this amazing tip that just saved me yeah. an enormous amount of time. Yeah. Like literally, we're now talking about, you know, I bet you... 20 minutes a I was session. Say you've been typing for 30 more minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 20 minutes a session that I waste, you know, typing some stuff or doing some extra stuff that I now have this command that is just like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's amazing. I think that, uh, it, you know, we, we can be uh, years and years into success in our careers and still be learning all the time. Oh, absolutely. You know? I learn something new on almost every session. Yeah. I, I'd say almost every we, single session. We were talking before this about basic Pro Tools key commands that you would think you would know that to right. maybe a, someone coming up, they'd be embarrassed to admit they don't know that I still don't know. You were talking about finding the Zoom command. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know what it's called, but the one where I want the I want, <laughs> I want it to play <laughs> from where I oh, yeah. from where I play. Yeah. I don't even know what to call it. But yeah, I'm still learning that stuff. It's N, by the way, everybody who's okay. watching. It's yeah. N. If you're in Pro Tools. If you're in the you have to be on key focus of the yeah. of the edit window. If yeah. the key focus isn't in the edit window, it doesn't do it. But if the key focus is in the edit window, you hit N and it stops. See, this is where I use that command, by the way. This is why it's useful. Yeah. It, oh, this is the only time. Yeah. It's like 
if you're listening back to a bunch of like playback, you sure. know, and you know the artist is going to stop you at some point in time. Oh yeah. And if you if you don't have that on and you hit you stop, you have to spot. know where you were at. Yeah. But yeah. if you do, you just stop there. The curse is right where you're at. I've never been in a situation where I've wanted it. It's all, it always it's insufferable. It yeah. annoys me. And but. that's another thing to learn too is that like people, uh, people's experiences are all different. Like yeah. You and I use Pro Tools completely differently. Yeah, you, yeah, And that's I'm why sure. I think also when it comes to this like industry standard conversation, yeah. that's one of those things that's like for all things, like all DAWs, everything that's out there, like everybody uses them different, differently. Yeah. You know, yeah. like- Oh, for sure. You, you, you know, like I, I, my friend Drew only records vocals in Ableton. And, yeah. and for years I was always like making fun of him about like, well, you don't have playlists, so how you how you doing Is it? Is Ableton not have playlists? No, well, they do now. They okay. just started playlists, Jeez. I believe. But- yeah. um. But for years they didn't yeah. have playlists, and I was like, "Well, how do you even record like that?" And, yeah. he, and then he showed me, and I was like, "Oh, actually, it's kind of handy, you yeah. know? Like it's not it's not great, yeah. but and there's some issues with it. But yeah. well, you know what? I I get you. I get you now. I understand why this works for you. you yeah, because you're not doing the things you don't need to. For him, he's not recording, you know, uh, thirty tracks of strings at any yeah. given time. Yeah, you got thirty tracks of strings. You're doing like sixty passes of strings over the course of a day. Like, yeah, you, playlist needs to oh exist. My God. I could yeah. never do that in Ableton. You can't yeah. do that in Ableton. You can't do that in Logic. That's not a thing. Yeah, like you can try, but it is just not going to go the way that you want it to. Yeah, uh, you know, but but there's lots of other things that those things do better, and that's why yeah. that that industry standard conversation is. Also, Gosh, a little bit silly. You know? We talked about this, and then we'll get. I have another thought back on what we we're actually talking about. <laughs> but I think Pro Tools is the industry standard because it's the industry standard. Meaning, we've talked about this before. You travel around, you go to any commercial studio, you're likely going to run across Pro Tools. Yeah. Uh, I've heard it said projects will probably touch other DAWs, maybe, but almost any big commercially successful song will end up in Pro Tools. Yeah. So it just is because it is. You yeah. don't have to like it. It uh, doesn't mean, I think when people get defensive about that, they also perceive that question as being asked, like, is Pro Tools the only DAW making industry standard music? Yeah. That's not it yeah, at all. Yeah, it yeah. just is practically the one I, that's still I also used think, in big commercial spaces. Yeah, and I think the, the it, you know, it's an it's it's that inferiority thing. It's that yeah. you know, imposter The irony is if someone's starting like, out, unless they're specifically, unless they look at us and say, I want to be an engineer at this commercial house, whatever. Then I'd be like, well, you better know Pro Tools. Yeah. Other than that, I don't even suggest Pro Tools. Not always, yeah. espe especially if, if some kid wants to produce or like yeah, I uh, think, build I think stuff in the box. It goes, it, this goes back, it, this very much ties into what we're talking about because um, because I started on Logic. Yeah. It was the first thing I had. Yeah. I got it five months before I got Pro Tools yeah. or whatever. You yeah, know? you said so they wouldn't would, even give you Pro Tools. Yeah, they don't first. even give you Pro Tools at first. So I got Logic first. And I was like, Logic's amazing. And then I got Pro Tools and I was like, Pro Tools is amazing. And then I got a couple years into the industry and doing some stuff and I needed some other, like there was other things that I needed that Pro Tools and Logic were not accomplishing. Yeah. And uh, and so I had to learn Ableton. Yeah. And I learned it on wow. my own. I, 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 I learned it just out of the necessity of, I have learned to a certain extent every dog. Wow. You know, yeah. I've spent time in Reason. I actually like Reason is crazy. so silly. Yeah. The school, Crass, offers a certification, or at least did back in the day, yeah. offers a certification in Reason. Wow. I don't know why. Yeah. But they did. And so I did it. And it was crazy. You uh, could look at me and tell me that they're not even updating Reason anymore. And I'd believe, <laughs> yeah, you. I believe you. know what I mean? Like, but I'd I be saw like, a guy just the other day, one of the guys that gives really good tips yeah. on the internet. That, I got like, nothing wrong with Reason. It's just such a uh, it's such an interesting dot to me. It uh, is. Circling back to what we were talking about, again, I'm always looking for like a, a moment to distill 
with Shane. Um, <laughs> to distill all this down, something that I feel like is a common thing, a theme in all of this is just go like just go do music. Go yeah. if it's in a studio, if you have an internship, like we came up. Uh, if you're doing it at home, you're recording friends. All of this, like you can read as much as you can. You can go to school if you can. You can watch all the TikTok and YouTube tips. But if you're not applying it, it's first of all, you're not going to remember it and, and learn how it actually works sure. like in person, like actually making music. And then the main thing is highlighted to me as we tell these stories is I wouldn't have known the things I was learning. I would never have known. I would need to know until I'm in the heat of a session with a figurative gun to my head, right. <laughs> with a producer over your shoulder saying, I need you to do this thing. You're not going to learn those things until you're in the moment. So and, just go make as much music as you can and you're going to learn. And to expand on that and give it a, a I did not need to know Ableton. There was sure. never a time I needed yeah. to know it yeah. until I flew to New York to uh, engineer for Vic Mensa. Yeah. And he was doing a while and out performance. Yeah. With Nick Cannon. And yeah. I showed up and he was performing on the show and I showed up literally at like sound check. Yeah. And the computer was set up and uh and Ableton was up on the screen. Yeah. And they're like, cool, man, we just need you to do playback right now. Yeah. And I had never touched Ableton before in my life. Wow. Yeah. And I looked at it and they're like, his vocal's not coming through. And I'm like looking around, I'm like, well, there's a vocal channel. Perhaps it needs armed. <laughs> you know, like yeah. so I hit the button yeah. and I'm like, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it totally worked. You know, and they're yeah. like, hey, it's working. And yep. I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right. I got this. I figured yeah. this out. And then after that, I was like, I need to know Ableton. Yeah. I need Dude, to if you're know doing so any like, live stuff, you're gonna have to know Ableton. Yeah, 100 percent And so that was the moment where I was like, you know what? Uh I can't and before that I had been like the guy that was like, Well, you learn in Ableton, bro. Yeah. Like it's a useless thing. It's like yeah. but then after that I was like, oh man. And then because of that, now I do playback for half a dozen artists, yeah, you yeah. know, I travel the world. I've been yeah. on tours. I'm literally going on a tour of Europe for three weeks in, in May. Killer. Who Just are you out with? Johan, well, Johan Lennox, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Polythia, Johan Lennox. Who that, who's Polythia? Do you know the, the neck tattoo guitar guy that plays the harmonic stuff? Gosh. Yeah, I'm Tim sure Henson is his name. Heard. Yeah, you have to have seen him. He yeah. plays all the time. Anyway, he's got this band Polythia. They're yeah. very good. Um, Killer. Uh, doing three week tour of Europe. Jeez. You know, because Killer. I because I you learned know Ableton. Ableton. Yeah, because yeah. I learned. But Ableton. yeah, go dive into the pool or go get pushed into the pool. Yeah, and you're gonna learn a ton. All right, I have a, a practical, well, more of a funny question. What's the? Um, we were talking earlier about like off before we started um, about doing things a ridiculous way, about learning, but the difference between being open to do things a crazy way, but not necessarily teaching it the right way, all that right. stuff. What is? Uh, do you have any memories of like crazy things you've seen people you respect do that they would they would never teach or or maybe you like what's the craziest thing uh, you've had to do in a session or in a live? This isn't like insanely crazy, yeah. but you get what uh, I'm getting at. Like, yeah, yeah, what's yeah, yeah. the most unorthodox thing you've had to do to make it work? Uh, this this isn't insanely crazy. It's kind of crazy in certain aspects, but yeah. it's not insanely crazy until um you know unless you're really like looking at the big picture of of you know, of, of the music industry yeah. or whatever. But um, this was the moment for me that changed my entire perspective, which I was working with uh, Bill Bottrell, yeah. who is a legendary engineer and producer, um, really, really great, great ear, you know, yeah. like nothing you've ever heard. And during that session, there was one day where he was like, yo, I, I, he's like, let's get a close mic, of the guitar, because he was playing acoustic in this big room. Yeah. You know? He's like, let's get a close mic of the guitar, but then do a stereo room. Yeah. And I was like, okay, 
I was like, do you want me to go grab, like we had like basically three different mics sitting sure. in the room. We had like a 251, a 67, and a C12 or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And and um, I was like, do you want me to go get another of any of these microphones for the stereo pair? Yeah. And he was like, no, just grab two microphones. Yeah. And, and I was like, but the, the but those those sound different, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he was like, just grab two microphones, it's fine. And so he put them up in the room and everything. And uh, I think we ended up pairing like the 251 and the C12 as the rooms and the 67 as the close mic, yeah. right? And you know, the, the 251 and the C12 aren't worlds different, but they are different, sure. you yeah. know? They are they're different sounding mic. Yeah. yeah, they're not yeah. matched in any way. And and uh, and that became the base of what the the stereo sound of the guitar was, yeah. you know, is these two different microphones. And I kept wondering the whole time, like, well, what about the balance of the room or yeah. whatever? What about this? Yeah. And then, and then he was like, "Cool, check this out." And we doubled that acoustic guitar. Yeah. And he flipped the stereo mics. And he's like, "Look, now we got a now, now we got balance." <laughs> and <laughs> I thought about that moment forever because I was like, there, "People are." You know, when I was coming through school, they were talking about a stereo pair means it has to be sequentially sure. numbered yeah. one right after the other and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And that was the first time anybody had been like, no, man, it's just it's just a stereo pair. Sometimes you hear differently out of your left ear and sure. than you do out of your right yeah. ear. Sometimes In fact, the it can make it feel is, wider. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, this is, it's just perspective. Just do whatever you want. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. it's not, there's no one out there being like, it's a good example your balance you isn't right, yeah. you know? It's a good example because you wouldn't teach that. You just said it. No. It's not what you're going to learn. But you're, to me, what stands out, and I'll, I'll share a story, but is that he just did what he had to do and didn't get In the hung moment, up. His, yeah. his big thing, and I think I've shared this before, but his big thing, and the big thing that a lot of my favorite mentors and people who have been the best teachers to yeah. me, their big thing was we simultaneously matter more than anybody else in the room. Yeah. They're more important and more necessary than anybody else in the room, yeah. but also the least necessary sure. part of this process. Yeah. And the Best microphone is the one that gets us recording right when that artist sure. needs to record. Yeah, like yeah. If it's like if just he had waited ten done. minutes when he was like you know setting up a microphone or whatever, yeah. maybe the mood's gone. Maybe he's not in the yeah. zone anymore. Maybe it's not the right feel. And he, yeah, but we got it right when he was ready to do it because we just turned on the microphones and pushed record. Yeah, and the best th situation that you can have is hitting an artist right when they're ready. Yeah, right when they want. Yeah. It. It's true. It's a, good it's a good production thought. Uh, I'll answer my own question and say uh, something I appreciate about the studio I came up in is that the owner, uh, the owner who owned the building was the same. He was the main engineer. It was like his spot. You talked about there not being a studio yeah. dad. In this case, there was the ultimate studio dad. He, he was, was responsible yeah. for it all. <laughs> he was also creatively down in the mud with us. And so there was this, uh, I, I say that because there was this constant awareness, but in, I think in a healthy way, that look, we're doing a creative job. We're gonna do as best as we can, but this train has to keep moving. I right. cannot afford for you to wait to do things perfectly. We right. gotta, we gotta go. And so it was a good balance of like, again, I think a great creative mind, great production mind, wanting to do things well, but also like with this, pra like practical. This has to happen. Right. I'm not. Right. We're not gonna stop. And one day, a good example of that. Uh, I can't remember why this was the case because we had a, a vault. Literally, it was. It must have been an old bank that the studio's in. I'm not kidding, but this old vault. Uh, where a bunch of monitors were, were, we had a bunch of different stuff racked up. And for whatever reason, a, a pair of monitors in Studio B blew, and it, we couldn't, he couldn't go grab like a, a standard set of monitors. They were like, maybe they were out. I don't remember why. Long story short, to me, the session was over. I'm like, oh, I, and it, maybe they didn't blow. I, I can't remember exactly why this happened, but he, uh, I would have called the session 
I would have been like, well, we're, we're out. Monitors are gone today. And he grabbed, we had a live rig. He also facilitated like live gigs. He brought in this pair of like probably unnecessarily large, 12, maybe 18s, QSC yeah. live right. monitors. Right. And uh, I remember thinking like, again, I would have just hit pause and the session's over. Sorry, we'll pick it back up later. And he put them up on the speaker stands, these QSCs, which <laughs> you, you would listen to yeah. those in like a huge room right. with a couple subs. And I can't remember what I said. Or in but, a shitty studio somewhere that didn't buy real mains. Well, that's, yes. In, in the moment, I'm like, dude, I can't, like, this isn't. Yeah. And he's like, you can hear on them, right? Yeah, like, you can li hear. Listen to something for a few minutes. Get, like, feel how they feel. Hear how they sound. And then keep moving. That's And it that's, was just fine. The weirdest thing, it taught me that lesson because I was like, I again, I've already said it, but just to, it, the lesson I learned was like, I would have given up on the session but he was so practical minded. Right. Like, again, like you said, we got, we're going to go, we got to do, we're going to do whatever we got to do to keep moving. Right. That way he would, didn't even consider stopping. He grabbed QSCs from the other room, threw them up. They looked stupid. They <laughs> probably didn't sound great, but he gave me a minute to get familiar with them. I was like, just keep moving. And everything was fine. Yeah. And we would never teach to do that. I'm never going to do a TikTok. I'm saying this to parallel this to what we talked about. Yeah. I would never teach to do it that way, but it doesn't mean you can't do things ridiculous. Sure. Sometimes you're going to have to to make it uh, work. I, I you reminded me of several, several uh, sure. times where yeah. I've done some yeah. like janky things yeah. to keep the ball rolling. But, um, you know, that was always, you know, uh, my mentor's biggest thing, like all my favorite ones, all the ones that I like have, have really taken the most stuff. Yeah. All of them have that same philosophy 100%. where it's like, no, yeah. no, no, we're going to get the job done. And the one thing that they always taught me, yeah, uh, and that I, especially being at East West, you yeah. know, it was like, trust, trust your gear sure. to give you the same results going in, yeah. you know, even if you're not hearing the same results coming back. Cause I've yeah. had several situations where, um, you know, like the monitoring situation was not optimal, yeah. you know, where things yeah. like that have happened where I've been like, oh man, I can't really tell if this is sounding good or not. Or, uh, you know, or, or like a great example is whenever I go over to Jake Reed's house, like yeah. he's a great drummer. He has great gear. He has racks of BAE 1073s. Wow. He's got all the good mics. He's got great stuff. Yeah. But his his computer is in the same room as the drums. Yeah. So oh, you have fascinating. to I think trust. I saw you post about this. Yeah, yeah you have to yeah. trust that it's just going to sound good. You yeah. have to trust that that cuz at there's the end no of separation. you can't yeah, there's no yeah. separation and there's no even if I was wearing like isolation headphones. Yeah. It's still like those don't sound as good. That's yeah. why they're that's why people don't just have isolation headphones, yeah. 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 So it's like you have to trust in the gear and trust in your knowledge and trust that that you can fix the things that yeah. you can't do or that you can't hear properly if they're yeah. not right. Yeah. And and if they are right, then you, they're fine. They're going to be fine. Yeah. So just just trust in it. Just have faith, trust in it, and know that if you get good levels going in and like all the things are there, you can deal with any of the consequences of not being able to hear that. You know, in your situation with like the QSCs, like you're not going to hear minute, fine details no. of things yeah. you're just gonna have to believe that they're there yeah and know like okay well they were there before the speakers went down they're not totally. just magically gonna disappear now yeah you yeah know? and what we didn't do was stop making music we you know what i mean like it kept us moving you got to do what you got to do so so now we're in a different era we're in a different era where tiktok and um and instagram and youtube have all become the the instant knowledge, you know, sure. the, here's the great tip that you didn't know about. Yeah. And this is the one thing that you're not doing on your mastering sessions. Yeah. And this is the, so uh, now when you, it comes to learning, right? How do you feel uh, you, you separate the horrible trash knowledge, yeah. the clickbait, the, the, like the, from 
the real, genuine, honest, like, this is a great tip? Yeah. Like, does it seem apparent to you when you see it, or do you walk over to your computer and sit down and start messing around with yeah, stuff? Yeah, that's does, a good question. Does it inspire you when you see a good tip to see how good it actually is? Yeah, I think, first of all, I love the question. I, the suggestion I would make to other people and what my philosophy is, is like, I've, I think you've shared this recently, but I've learned some great tips from like some idiot kid who has no idea what they're doing. And that's coming from a kid who was once an idiot yeah, kid who absolutely. had no idea what he was doing um, that I didn't think sounded or felt brilliant in the moment. But later I've recalled and thought, oh, I should try that out. And then it's it's brilliant. So sure. the main suggestion I would make, and we, we've talked a lot about this, especially as it pertains to uh, calling bad advice out, is try anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't be above trying anything. You never know. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't know. These, these days, uh, I, I'm more interested in like fascinating stuff that's outside of the, the basic lane, which, which you and I, I've, I've spent a lot of time posting basic, like compression and vocal tuning, things right. like that. So there's nothing wrong with sharing that value. You get a million people coming up who need to learn the basics. Yeah. For me these days, most of what I'm absorbing or like finding fascinating is some, some weird fringe tip that I never thought of, right. like using two unmatched stereo mics. Right. You know right. what I mean? That kind of stuff. Because all the basic stuff, I feel like I know, and for better or for worse, I'm kind of settled into my ways. Like we talked about, you kind of yeah. gain your sound. You yeah, get you comfortable can't with help your process. But, like, you can't help but have your own thing. Yeah, you know, totally. Sure. So someone posting like, this is how I get just the right amount of compression. I'm like, I don't really, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of setting my ways there, but I will try some weird kick drum miking technique or like the way someone got this killer guitar tone by using a phone app and then routing it into right. Pro Tool, like that stuff. I'm like, oh, that's dope. I think that, um, yeah, I think it's really interesting because there is just, it, 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 I, I think for me, the cutoff point for like, this is something I'm going to stop and listen to yeah. and the, is just the, the, their attack, you know, it's sure, like how that's they're true. coming at me. Yeah, if what's it's the like, vibe? Yeah. yeah, yeah, if like, yeah. if it's like, the this is the one tip you're I'm instantly like Poop, dude you know yeah, actually yeah I stay and watch because then I'm gonna put, repost it and yeah. make fun of it but <laughs> yeah. but you know those are the things like I'm like you know uh but if it's like like the one guy the other day I I, I keep forgetting his name but he was an amazing dude he had yeah. he he he's a dude that works in reason and he's always posting these like you know uh the one thing he, he posted was like if you put you know a, a vintage or a Valhalla yeah. on a track and you're and you're like trying to scroll through presets. Yeah. Now, I don't typically scroll through presets on, yeah. on but sometimes I do. Yeah. And the one thing that's annoying about it is the the mix knob. If you're just like directly on the track, the mix yeah. knob always goes back to 100, goes yeah. back to 100, goes back to 100. Yeah. And so then you got to put it back to like 40%. Yeah. You know? And he was like, check this out. You just, you can lock the mix knob so that it's, it just no stays way. on the preset. See, that's the no stuff matter. I'm looking for. And, yeah. And that yeah. is the type of stuff that I'm like, wow. Yeah. And it's yeah. and he's like and he even pointed out in the video he's like it's really stupid because literally all you have to do is you can look at it and and you hover over it and it says mix lock yeah. on the thing wow. like command yeah. control for mix lock Sound or Toys like has that. a lot of stuff like that too right. where you can uh you toggle just click between on something, the value yeah. or this yeah I've I've seen stuff like that about the decapitator. Yeah and those and the, that type of information like again it's it's the Hey guys, look what I found. Yeah. Not the you need this to succeed. Sure. You know, because yeah. hey guys, I look what I found yeah. is so much more relevant to what sure, you know, like the actual learning exists out yeah. there. And and the yeah. rest of it's kind of, you know, it's just clickbait trash. It's and true, it's yeah. Like, TikTok stuff or, or is tough. I think we both done videos on this topic. I know I have um 
especially in like the 2020, 2021, like the, the, the pandemic era of TikTok, yeah. it was all clickbait. That was like the culture of TikTok. Right. Like you almost couldn't get through the video I, analogy I use, not to quote myself, but literally to quote myself, is sometimes I just want to share exactly what we're talking about. I use the analogy of a cookie recipe. Sometimes I just want to share a cool little thing that right. I did. And the analogy is like, I want to share a little cookie recipe. I don't want to have to pretend that this is the cookie recipe that's going to yeah. change your life. Right. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. want to share the cookie recipe. Yeah. But TikTok, for a time, it felt like you... If, for better or for worse, you almost had to pretend it was going to be life changing, revolutionary yeah. to share it. But I, I agree. I well, mean, that's, and, it, and it, there was a big pivot, and I, I credit myself as being a large part of that because I know where you're going. I, absolutely I started think so. getting yeah. more on those people yeah. about being like, "Come on, stop it! Like, just stop doing that." Yeah. If you pretending do this, you have to do this. Yeah, yeah. If you do this and you like put this out there, it's it's exploitive. And like the yeah. last thing I hate, the thing I hate the most is seeing those young kids that we were once yeah. getting taken advantage of because yeah. they're like, oh, I got to buy this guy's course because he's going to teach me how to do this. Yeah. And I got to buy this and I got to have this plugin and I got to have this stuff. And I love that I see you sometimes like, hey, here's BandLab, check it out. You yeah. know, like yeah. here's here's the most basic DAW in the world and here's Just how you can it. do some cool stuff with it. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I think that like, I, I I do the same stuff all the time. Like I I will... I'll put a focus right up and and record with it and be sure. like, look, like I also can do this stuff, yeah. and, and if I can do it, you can do it. So it's cool, like yeah. just do it. But but also, you know, you you can teach somebody the basic stuff, yeah, while also still knowing that there's a another level. One hundred percent. You know, it, yeah. it doesn't have to be the only way to succeed is this way. Yeah. Because again, like we, I've talked about this before, I know major artists who are working in reason, right? Yeah. Now, who are working in in Fruity Loops who are working in yeah. you know, whatever that are like, yeah, man, I don't, you know, like I, I don't want to go over to that side. I want to do it here because yeah. of what it does to me creatively because of how I work in here. And so, uh, you know, there's no reason to pretend that that, that can't make a hit record. Yeah. There's no reason to say, oh, you can't do it with that. You yeah. Know? And then also there's the other side of this thing because there's a huge amount of people uh, that we don't think about a lot of times. Yeah. And they're the people that are literally just doing this for fun. Yeah. They have For no real. intent whatsoever. I mean, you could, like numbers-wise, you could say probably the majority. Yeah, yeah. I'd say a, a good amount of yeah. them. I, I, I don't know where the crossover become comes from the people who secretly are dreaming of making it big. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> but, but I have one client who I absolutely love. Yeah. He comes once a year with a, a couple grand yeah. to spend like a weekend sure. just recording his thoughts yeah you know and like has like he'll come with like maybe five or six songs ready to go wow and we'll maybe write one on the spot just for the funsies of yeah. it or whatever and when i say he's like yeah you know like I, i'm not trying to make a career out of this it's just something i really enjoy doing and i i just want to make you know things that he's actually feels that way this isn't yeah. like a and, you better and, watch out because that's a good way to make it. I know. Hilariously. <laughs> you know, it's like a life. It's like a spiritual life hack. He's like, done back off really well. Like for his, real. He's getting yeah. like, you know, like a couple hundred thousand streams on some yeah. stuff. Just 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 putting it out and like and he puts some he puts effort into it. It's not yeah. like he's like half assing. Yeah. But the goal is not to make it he's as not a musician. obsessing over success. No. Yeah. He's just literally doing what he wants to do. And, yeah. and and again, like you said, it's like that's a big way to succeed. That's a good way to yeah. succeed. You can get a lot. A lot out of that. Yeah. And I think that that's like, you know, uh, there is a huge amount of our audience out there in the world that uh, that that is just doing this for fun. Yeah. It's just a way to express themselves creatively. Like, you don't think, you know, every person who 
who buys a sketch pad and pencils is like trying to make it as an artist. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of people who just like to draw sometimes. It's a really you good know? point. It's yeah. like they it's just like to, to sit down and draw. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who like to just sit down and make music and just like to yeah. sit down. And, and, and they don't need that information. They don't need that, the one tip you need Dude, to make sure. the best, you I know? think we, we talked about this last week in relation to, uh, what was it like almost your sponsored ad or products, how everything's a product. Yeah. And I, I mentioned, and probably didn't say it well, cause I don't want to put the onus completely on the customer or the consumer. Obviously yes. you got to be careful. Like cor corporations want to take advantage yes, of, of course, 100%. but I still think, and it, the reason I'm paralleling with that is to educate those people, hopefully us, the people posting aren't pretending that this is the tip that's going to change your life. Right? right. So that's a whole other conversation. People shouldn't do that. We shouldn't pretend this is this is the one thing you need to know. That said, to educate the people who are uh, like just consuming, uh, you if you can understand, like even listen to what we're saying now and know, like understand that there isn't just one singular tip that's going to make your life or one product. Right. Then then you can go into it and just take everything. Because my God, if we'd started with this and and we were like thick thick skinned enough to know that one product wasn't just going to change our lives, right? We weren't stupid right. enough to fall into it. Then I this would be an incredible resource. I'm talking like TikTok, YouTube, all these tips. Sure. If you can go into it with the right mindset and not get swindled into that stuff, the, the amount of resources at your fingertips, it's insanity. Yeah. The stuff people are posting. Yeah. I wish, I'm sure we both wished. Oh man. Good, bad, and ugly. Everything on TikTok, I wish it was at my fingertips when I started because yeah. I was smart enough. And that's what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting get smart enough to know there isn't one thing that's going to change your life. And if you can do that, God, there's so much good stuff out there. Yeah. Even yeah. with the bad stuff, there's I, so much to learn. It's uh, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Even like the some of those, like the one tip you need to succeed, even yeah. those can be helpful. Sure. You it's know? just not like, the one and, tip. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just know, is there somebody over there? Uh, I think maybe Candace tried to come in for a minute or uh, like peeked in. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like the, if you have those things, yeah. uh, you, you know, obviously it's like you can, you can still learn from that tip. It yeah. might still be a good tip. Yeah. They just didn't need to put it that they way. They just didn't need to phrase it that 100%, way. 100%. They didn't yeah. need to put the clickbait. That's kind of what I'm it, saying you know? is like, hopefully they change it. I mean, yeah. Again, I'm not trying to take the onus off of the people creating or the, the companies, you know, putting out content. But yeah, if you, if you can be smart enough, I'm just suggesting everyone smarten up a little bit, be smart enough to not believe right. that pitch. Right. Then my God, then yeah, you've that, got a ton of good stuff at your fingertips. If, if you can just, that, I guess, that may be like the whole through line of this, of this conversation. Sure. Yeah. It's like, you as someone who wants to learn need to actually sit down and be like, okay, uh, I can absorb this information yeah. without changing my life totally yeah to or accommodate it you totally. know it's like and put it into practice and you'll find out oh yeah. that was a stupid tip yeah or, or and, that worked great for me and i do like I, I me personally like the first thing i do if i see something on on you know that i haven't done or don't do yeah you know the next opportunity i get to try it i'll yeah. see yeah I'll see. totally. and i'll give it a fair shake every single time and and this is something that uh it, it's kind of like my overall theory on how to like progress as an engineer comes down to uh, trying everything yeah. at some point in time. You know, like when I first started out, everybody put uh, Neumann U67s on overheads. Yeah. Everybody I loved and and like, like learned from, yeah. they were all 67s on the overheads. Yeah. And so I always put 67s up on overheads. Yeah. You know, and I, that was always what I did. I yeah. always did it. And then at some point in time, 
I, I started going through my situation and, and I did this with every mic on my entire drum setup situation, but yeah. I started going through and the one thing that never changed was my overheads. I always use 67. Yeah. And then I was like, one day I was like, you know what? I just want to try. Considered something else. Something else. Yeah. And, and that was the day I put up C12s and yeah. that has been my main overhead Killer. microphone because yeah. i did 67s forever yeah and then i was like okay all this stuff is great my kick drum is great my you know like my snare and there are like yeah. variances of how i do stuff but yeah but i got to that point and i was like uh you know what i i got a tip from somebody that i should try c12s i'm yeah. gonna try c12s yeah and uh and when i threw them up i instantly was like oh man actually this is all the things that i thought i've been missing and yeah. instantly was like okay cool actually this is a thing I'm gonna I'm gonna start incorporating. Yeah. I'm gonna eliminate this thing and start doing this thing, and then uh, and then move through it. And that's how every single tip that I have. If someone the the humanize button on yeah. AutoTune, I used to never touch it. Yeah, you know, I used to just leave it at zero. Yeah, and then somebody was like, "Hey, man, you should try it out. It really helps in this situation. Smooth this out, is yeah. smooth out some of these vibrato stuff that like you know lets you like uh, feel more natural in these like runs and stuff like yeah. that." So I tried it out a little bit. I was like. Huh, actually, you know, yeah. I started experimenting with it and I was like, okay, that's too much and that's yeah. not enough and, and started playing it. And it's little things like that. If you can keep trying one new thing every time, yeah. you know, that you saw or heard and like one of these tips or whatever, and don't be afraid to like, you know, experiment a little bit, but also if it doesn't work, you already had a solution to yeah. that thing. You don't, you didn't need to pivot. You yeah. know, I already yeah, had yeah. 67s and they were amazing sound. Yeah. They sounded great. Yeah, all you at home with your multiple 67s. Yes, with your six, 67s just Change out, out your overheads. <laughs> but yeah, it's like that kind of stuff. Uh, learning as you get farther into your career, learning is more about experimentation yeah. and less yeah. about, you know, like, getting that hot tip from somebody yeah. but every now and then one of them hot tips will really really do something for yeah. you and i love that I, I love i love the creators uh out there that that look at um that look at the the audio industry as like like all the guys on tiktok which is a bunch of friends you yeah. know and i'm just telling my friends some yeah. things i figured out you know yeah. it's i and i feel you can feel the difference between creators that yeah. talk to you like uh that talk to you like you're the the, the consumer. Sure, yeah. And the creators that talk to you like your friend giving yeah. you advice, your mentor yeah. telling you how to do stuff. The creators yeah. who are like, hey man, you know, like this is what I'm doing today. You should see this or yeah. this is my setup. And like, um, and, and and to kind of circle around on something, when I first started, it was hard to find a mentor because people were protected of their things. Like sure. nobody wanted anybody to know how they did stuff. We talked about that, yeah. People, nobody wanted yeah. to share their information. Yeah. And now we're in a world where sharing your information is is how you gain a following. It's how yeah. people appreciate you. It's yeah. how people learn who you are. So yeah. um, I think as as a as as a uh, a person who views these things on the internet, yeah. you have to, like you said, start discerning between the people who are giving you the tips that are you know beneficial the tips that are helpful like yeah. how you're going to grow and all that stuff and the people who are treating you like a consumer trying yeah. to sell you something and realize that even though they are trying to sell you something they might be still be giving you some good tips sure yeah you know uh and then kind of building off of that yeah you know yeah it's so true uh that's an interesting thought maybe for another episode but that a lot of it really is it's an entire episode but the difference because uh, we get questions all the time about how do I get more business? Like, let's assume you're not a beginner for a second. We'll, we'll speak to people who are, are building a clientele, whether at a studio or freelance. People ask all the time, how do I get more? Is it planting roots in a local community or is it online? And then that brings me to my point here. Um, 
it is funny how it shifted where before you felt like you had to keep it secret because it had to be your thing and it had to be yeah. uh, something that only you could offer. And then now, because a portion of that, the answer to that question is finding a way to share value so people can see a bit into your process and then observe like, oh, I'd like to work with this person because sure. I'm seeing some of their process. It's for another episode, but that's worth yeah, the conversation. It, it's also, uh, just to pivot off of that real quick, it's so interesting. When I first came into the industry, you could trace somebody's lineage. Yeah by how they did things like specifically. Oh, sure. yeah. You could like literally who, who look at somebody's like drum setup up. and be yeah. like, oh, this is where you learned that from. Yep. You Isn't could that funny? tell because yeah. there was so few like uh styles. Yeah. You know? And yep. and we know this, like the bigger example that everybody knows of is yeah. like Glenn John's drum sure. technique. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Yeah. You know, but there's so much of that inside the industry that is uh, not necessarily named, but it's known. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, you're doing that. That's the Jim Scott, you know, like, yeah. oh, you're doing that. That's the, you know, Ed yep. Journey. That's the, you know, and you can really actually see specific things that people do yeah. and and know where they came from. Yeah. And now it's so much more, oh, because like, because so much information is out there, yeah. there's so many people doing it. Yeah. Now it's Honestly, much more open. A know? lot of like people in the industry, like us, know all those names. Uh, there are a lot of kids watching this probably who don't even know, which this sounds like yeah, no, it, I, sacrilegious, it, it, but they probably don't even know some of those names. I, I think that that's great too because uh, because I came in to this industry not knowing those names. Sure, you sure, know? yeah. I said this before. I worked with John Bryan. I did not know who John Bryan was. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea You couldn't even be was. intimidated by him because yeah, you didn't like, know I who mean, it was. I mean, like I Googled him and then I was like, oh, okay, all right, yeah. you know. Uh, same thing. I mean, and this is a a big thing that I've been trying to change in the industry. Yeah, is the notoriety of of engineers and producers because sure. because a lot of engineering really really is like it's learned through generations of passing things down. You yeah, know? like I can trace my lineage of engineers, the people that I worked with literally to Les Paul and, and Bill Putnam as yeah. like this person yeah. trained this person who trained this person generation who I learned from yes, generation. generationally. Yeah. I can walk you through exactly how you get back from those people to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh and again now it's like it's so open. The industry's yeah. so open. There's so much information out yeah. there. There's so much stuff that we don't have that, you know, like you could just be some dude from somewhere that just picked up and came to the industry, yeah. which is what I kind of was. Yeah, yeah. I just came in. I did not know all those names sure. when I started. I did not know who any of these people. A lot of times I learned who they were by working with them wow. and then immediately being like, oh, you're a legend. I don't even yeah. know what you've done, but you're good. Yeah. You know, like yeah. there's this guy, um, I'll never forget, uh, there's this guy, Sebastian Chris. He's a, um, huh. he's a producer and engineer and, uh, I remember he he's done ton, like he is the Latin Grammy engineer. Like yeah, he's won a billion of them. You know, yeah. wow. Uh, he, I, I did not know him because I do not listen to Latin music. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but the first day I worked with him, I heard drums coming out of NS10s that yeah. sounded better than I'd ever heard. He only wow. uses NS10s. He does not use any yeah. other speakers. He doesn't even reference any other speakers. Yeah. And he played music through NS10s. And I was like, I've never heard drums sound that good wow. through NS10s. And then instantly I was like, oh, you're sorry. And then I started looking at him up and I was like, oh, Realized who he was. Yeah, yeah, you're like a huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> you're like really good at this. Yeah. So um, yeah, not knowing those names, that's another part of like 
the knowledge that you need to learn when yeah. you're starting out is you need to learn those people, or you should at least. Like, I guess you don't need to learn anything because yeah. I'm back and forth on that concept sometimes. But, uh, but it, it is helpful to know, you know, to know where, uh, you know, the like the the long distance mic. Yeah. Like you hear on on like bottom drums, you yeah. know that that's that's Glenn Johns, and he was doing like a thing, and they they well then that that same miking technique is Foo Fighters. Totally, there goes my hero. Yeah, you know we, that is the same principle, and you know where it comes from now because you learned these people and yeah. who did them. You know, I think uh, you don't have to learn those things, but it won't hurt, and it could certainly help. Yeah, I think it's similar to our conversation earlier about uh, theory, where those things are in play whether you know it or not. You let's say hypothetically some kid learned a miking technique. They don't know where it came from, but right. they're using it. Well, it came from somewhere. And similar to you, they could probably trace the lineage. And so the point I'm making is those things are in play, that history, why and, and how things are done are there for a reason. And learning them could only help in the same way that like, why wouldn't you want to learn? If you're a producer, these days you don't have to know theory to make music, but why wouldn't you want to? Right. You're only going to be better. So I actually do think, uh, you know, we're not, I'm not a history buff. I'm like a recording production history buff, but it can help to know. It's also just fascinating to know where those things came from. But. Yeah. And, and early in my career, I rejected it. I think I yeah. talked about this before. Like I absolutely rejected all theory concepts, all yeah. of, all like this person does this and this person did that yeah. and like listen to the drums on 10,000 days and you know, like that yeah. kind of, and oh, who did that? I rejected all that. I hated well, knowing that stuff. I hated yeah. taking part in any of that conversation because I yeah. felt like I felt like I, I wanted to make my own name. Yeah. You know? And then now I realize I did not ever need to do that. It was going to happen either way. Yeah. I was going to get my own fingerprint as an engineer either yeah. way, whether I learned everything that somebody else did or nothing that somebody else yeah. did. I was still going to have my own fingerprint and eventually my own sound. And um, and now I've kind of come full circle on that, where I'm so much more interested in you know reading the old the old sure. Beatles like recording stuff, yeah. and especially after meeting Jeff Emmerich and just sitting and talking to Jeff Emmerich for like Incredible. an hour one day yeah. and not being able to say anything because I was just like Jeff yeah. Emmerich. Uh, uh, now it's like I to know him as a person or to have known him as a person, he's no yeah. longer with us, but to have known him, well, that's when I wanted to start learning about what they did. When yeah. I know you as a human, sure. then yeah. I was like, I want to know what you did. I yeah. want to know what your thoughts and your process, I want to hear you say it yeah. from your mouth. I want you to say, this is how I came up with this or this. Yeah. Then it was important to me. Yeah. And, and it took me a while to get to that point. And now I'm like, now, you know, now you'll see something like, the great British recording studios. Yeah. And I'll be like, huh, oh, actually, that's kind of a George Martin, huh? Sure. Uh, forward yeah. by a George Martin. And then that's when I start actually picking up, yeah. you know, and caring about the history of stuff. Yeah. But I did not for so long. Yeah. And, it, and it's fine. It's it, Everybody goes through their own journey with this stuff. Yeah. I'm now at a place where my knowledge is at a, is is high. I have a yeah. high uh, concept understanding of, of recording. Uh, and... And some of my history knowledge is a little bit low. Sure. So, yeah. uh, so I, 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 I supplement it. I start learning how to like learning more of that stuff so that I can be more of the history buff because, yeah. because that's where my knowledge was lacking. And I, and this was a point I was going to make earlier too, which is that um, all the time as an engineer and as a producer, as a musician, as as people in a creative world, all the time. You should look at yourself and your deficiencies yeah. where you're not good and work to, to change that. Yeah. Work to build that thing into a, a, a skill. 
I, I talk about it with piano all the time. It's like piano was the instrument I, I never knew how to play. I was yeah. always wanting to learn how to play. And then when the pandemic came and there was time to actually do it, I was like, I'm going to learn piano. That's something yeah. that I'm missing, you know, yeah. because I recognize it as being a big deficiency in my skill. There were yeah. certain things that I didn't understand. There was music theory people talking about that I did not understand, that I yeah. couldn't grasp. And that was where I lacked. So I started reaching out for information on those things. Yeah. You know, and I started with people that I trusted. Some of them I reached out and was like, you know, uh, my friend Kate, who's an amazing piano player, I'd be like, hey, what, um, what resources do you recommend for learning? Yeah. You have a doctorate in what you do. Oh, geez. What would you recommend me learning? Yeah. And she'd be like, well, learn this and learn this. Learn how to like, you know, build a basic chord, a triad, yeah. learn how to do this. Yeah. And put me on a path. And then once I was on a path, I knew what to continue to learn from yeah. there. Yeah. But the starting out, I was like, I found somebody that I trusted. Yeah. And I think that this is a good, like, if you don't know where to look, if you don't know who to, to listen to, yeah. find somebody that you trust in this you know, thing, even yeah. if they're not a major player or anything like that, yeah. find somebody you trust and be like, hey man, where, did, where do you look for information? Totally. You know? yeah. How yeah. do you find the information to grow and to learn? And, and once you have that, then you know, start using that and build yeah. off of that. And then, and then at some point in time, regardless of whether you are self-taught entirely or you go to school and you get, at some point in time, you're gonna start picking out like, this information I'm never gonna need. Yeah. I'm never gonna need this. This person is giving me all this information. Yeah. He's telling me he cuts 800 hertz on every single vocal every <laughs> single time. Yeah. I don't need his information. Those. Or that video, I don't wanna roast other podcasts here there was another pod yeah uh there was another podcast that you have uh, duetted a few times or stitched and and really dragged them but where the guy was like you know the the sweet spot what was that they were like he some kept, specific it was, frequency I think it, was, it was so was, arbitrary was saying, it was he ridiculous he kept saying he kept saying 800 was the presence he's like the presence you gotta get that and, as if that was a miracle like you gotta boost 800 <laughs> yeah, man. it's yeah, gonna, yeah, it's it gonna like, save your mix and like, well, like how, how do you know that that's so specific yeah and arbitrary yeah so and oh, like man. yeah it's yeah. such a weird, what you're, weird all of this is reminding me of the a phrase my dad would say uh, or just really any boomer, and that is that you don't know what you don't, you don't know. know. Yeah. It's a good reminder, though. You yeah. don't, and reading the history, it's funny, because now this feels like, I feel like a boomer suggesting people read or understand recording history, because that's not my lane. I'm not reading that stuff right. all the time. The thing I'll say about that, and again, it's the same concept as learning. Theory, learning those things. You don't know what you don't know, and as soon as you start learning something new, you will realize, like, oh my God, there are a lot of other ways to do things. Yeah. It will make you better. And when you, like, it happens all the time. I, I feel like, I hope it happens for you, but it happens for me when I'm with you or with other engineers that I respect. I'm like, oh, wow, I never thought to do it that way. Right. And that applies both practically, creatively. I had this conversation the other day with someone about making money. I was with an engineer years ago who talked about making money a certain way. I'm like, right. I don't know why I never thought to do that. And it, like, unlocked this whole part of my career and life now. So learning new things, it sounds so cheesy, but learning new things or at least being open to it, whether through history or TikTok, good, bad tip, like just trying to pursue yeah. new information will unlock new things. You just yeah. do not know what you don't know. So just keep, just try yeah, to get all I, you can. I think that that is a really, really good point. And it's like, is knowing that, you know, everybody has a point of like, hey, you could learn something new from yeah. anybody. And I try to keep oh, that in mind. The more I know, the more I know I don't know. Especially with like the TikTok world and the, and the social media stuff. I yeah. try and keep it in mind. Because I do see creators with 300 followers yeah. who tell me something and I'm like, you know what, I, I never even thought to approach it that totally. way. And yeah. that is and that is having uh, the, the understanding of an industry that there is, especially today. Yeah. Like 
you uh, you just the other day did a a, a, a video on a, a harmony plugin. Oh yeah, and and I yeah. thought. I thought, man, that's so cool. I wonder how much, you know, like, because you did it. I couldn't believe that, by the way. Yeah, that We almost shouldn't say the name of the company until, <laughs> yeah. because now we're hyping them so much. I'm like, dude, they got a, it's a Kai. They, I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Um, Akai? Yeah. It's Whatever. Air, it's Air Technology. Suppo okay, support us, though. But I think they're owned by Akai, which yeah, is the, yeah. either way. So let's not hype yeah, it too it much. Because we'll, hype, we'll hype them once they support the podcast. Yeah. We're going to need some sponsors. Yeah. No, keep going. Um, but yeah, it's like stuff like that. Uh, it, I, I very much could have been like, well, I use Harmony Engine and it's better. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And you know what I discovered after I very, Harmony Engine is better. Yeah. There is choices that I sure. can make that are more yeah. intricate. And, uh, and there's a reason that that plugin is $300. Sure. And the one Relative you suggested to, is 200 yeah. However, there is a time and a place for that plugin too, you totally. know? And I yeah. used it already on yeah. a session because yeah. I immediately was like, oh man, for $25, I'll absolutely try this out. I'll yeah. absolutely... Give it a shot and see. Yeah. And you know your options are kind of limited. You pick. You can't import MIDI, as far as I know, yeah. or like yeah. or like uh, trigger with MIDI or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Which is nice about the the harmonizer sure. is that or the harmony engine is that you can play notes in and use yeah. it like a vocoder and everything yep. versus yep. just like picking the scale and hoping that it gets some notes that you like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. However. It, it was great. I loved it. Yeah. It was a great plugin. Yeah. It was really useful, and I was like, and it, and I, I, you know, immediately co-signed on it. It was like, you know, I downloaded it. It was cheap. It was great. One hundred percent. By the way, when I saw your stitch, maybe this just says a lot about what I think of how you do content. But I was like, oh, I can't wait. He's gonna drag me. Let's see what's up. But what did what did he hate about the plugin when you and when you said it was just twenty five bucks? I was like, not only was I relieved but i was like oh my god i didn't even look very, up the price very funny uh, so there funny. was another guy recently who did a um who did a video is that harper was it that yeah yes, yeah where yeah. he harper he seems put like up, such a sweetheart he put up the eq and yeah. he was like tell me what you think about this and yeah. like if you're judging this, i actually forgot I, you've dragged oh, crazy EQs. hardcore yeah, yeah hardcore yeah and and I, I you know and and just to validate because again this the whole purpose of this is to have a platform where we can speak more uh, openly about yeah. the situations and yeah. have i look at when i looked at that yeah. you know uh, I didn't. I didn't immediately have any opinions. Yeah. You know, I looked at it. It was like it looks like he's targeting something very specific up yeah. here, and he's oh, rolling so off down notched. here. It was, so it was yeah, it was so yeah. notched, but it was definitely like targeted. Yeah. And then he said, "This is Sean Everett," and I was like, "Oh, I worked with Sean Everett. Yeah, that makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah, because Sean Everett on the other side of that. Yeah, the thing that you might not see that he's doing is like yeah. he's oversaturating like like fourteen k. To the so of max, course he's got to clean it up. You know, yeah. so yeah, so yeah. of course he has to clean it up. Yeah. Like he's doing something that yeah. makes perfect sense. He is a little bit of a wild man. Like yeah. I, I've spent you know, not a lot of days, like maybe two or three total session days yeah. with him, where we were working on something with uh, Blake Mills. I think I was just filling in for the other assistant who yeah. was actually on the session. Session, uh, and and I saw the way Sean works, and he's he absolutely he takes huge risks. Yeah, and when you take huge risks, you have to do huge corrective measures sure. yeah. sometimes to, yep. to to make those things work and yeah. to fit those things in. And looking at Sean and, and knowing the way that he works, I could justify 100%. And, sure. and looking at people's EQs does not tell the whole story. Yeah. yeah. Now, when I have dragged people's EQs, like there was one time that I specifically, it was this engineer, Tizio, that um, like did the Chris Brown stuff or sure. whatever. Yeah. And like when I was dragging his EQ, first I said, it's suspect. I didn't say it's wrong. Sure. I said, yeah. it's suspect. Yeah. And the reason that I said it was suspect is because I saw multiple EQ points on top of EQ points. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. that's, you're doing extra. You know, yeah. what I saw from Sean's EQ 
was very that intentional. Seemed, yeah, yeah, it looked very intentional. Yeah. It looked very specific and it looked like it had actual like, oh, he's doing a specific thing right here, right yeah. here. He's notching out a, a way right here. Yeah. I saw a different EQ and that's, I think, one of the differences between, uh, you know, when he made that post, the difference between me seeing that and being like, oh, this is wrong, yeah. and me seeing the other one is my own knowledge sure. and my own understanding of a situation to see like, actually, if you're looking at it, Sean's doing something very specific yeah. and Tizio is doing something very- It's true, yeah. Random and erratic. Yeah. You know, it seems, it seems like, and he's also, he's notching like 15 times across the thing. It's like- Just turn it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could see different things yeah. there than that. That's so, a good EQ lesson. If everything is cut, if it's one yeah, yeah, specific yeah. thing like if this, If all Sean, frequencies everything, are cut, then, then no turn frequencies it down. are cut. <laughs> yeah, then just turn it down. Uh, I will say kind of the meta point here, and this is maybe to be helpful to people who are trying to consume content and know like, what should I consume? This won't make it easier, but it should at least be a good mantra for you. You, Your videos dragging crazy EQs, and then Harper's video- uh, talking about how crazy EQs are okay, right? Seemingly right. contradictory points. The, and the, what the point I'm about to make, I feel like is true for almost all things audio. Is it more likely that both of you are right or both of you are wrong? Right. In music, and this is just true for all art, it, you are both probably a little bit right. Yes. Does that make sense? And I'm yeah. not trying to play middleman. Yeah. My point is for people consuming content, if ever you're like, well, this thing, this guy's saying this thing, and this girl's saying this thing, and they they completely contradict. It, it doesn't usually they mean they not. cancel each other yeah. out. Exactly, yeah. it is highly they more may likely. Not. And that's and the, that exact point that I was just making yeah. is is that you know yeah. it's like like looking at that that EQ that that Tizio had on that. I could see a lot of redundancy. Yeah, and I can look at that, and it's, it's a, a level of understanding for me. Yeah. as someone who's been doing this forever. Yeah. to look at that and see something different on totally. the EQ yeah. than what was going on with Sean's EQ yeah. and that, you know, in that other But video. when consuming content, just keep in mind, it is, it, maybe the biggest red flags are when someone says, like with certainty, like they're really asserting, yeah. it is always this way yeah. or it is never this way. Yeah. Those, and again, this isn't even aimed at you and Harper's right. little beef. I'm kidding, we love you, Harper. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? It's, it's there's nuance. Everything yeah. is a little bit true. And again, the difference I think for content is being careful of someone who's asserting this is how it has to be. Yeah, we're all going to do crazy things, but we shouldn't teach people to do those crazy things. Yeah. Can you guess why this episode has to end? Because, because I have you to have pee, pee. <laughs> every, time. every time. I had coffee earlier. I had some of this water. I, I have some sort coming. of like camel like thing up around me where it's like I can literally like I. I, 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 I pee maybe like once a day. Dude, I can't do I it. I don't drink that much water, I guess. I drink so a lot of water and I run a lot, so I'm consuming. I have a lot of water <laughs> flowing through me. But I, this is an admission. I'm a healthy guy, healthy-ish. I have to pee so much that my last physical, I was like, hey, am I peeing too much? Yeah. <laughs> like I was concerned. And just so you know, for those who care, my doctor said I'm fine. So hey, everything's fine. Right. I just... I'm just a guy who pees a lot, so that's what so, you, that's what you get. Um, to wrap things up, we got a, all the knowledge that you'll ever need here, but <laughs> I want to speak real quick. Uh, we got Nam coming up here. Oh God! In the next few weeks, are uh, you going to start a war with Nam? Right I, I I have always been at war with that's Nam true. Yeah. because of uh, because of what it represents to me. Sure. You know, uh, and th there's actually two reasons. First reason is that. Um, uh, <laughs> They they denied me like in my career early like <laughs> really for nice. a pass one yeah. year I was like man I want to go to Nam so this is just a personal grudge a little bit a little bit yeah. of a beef all right because I was like man I, I want to go and I have I no stance on Nam but I do support my friend Will yeah. so I'm so I try and they were like uh you know you're not uh, basically they sent me an email being like you are not 
cool who, enough to be here. Yeah, you're not who yeah. we are trying to get at Nam. Yeah. Oh, and I was fine. like, I'm I, like, I was a professional. I was like in the industry. I was yeah. an engineer. I was like, I'm not the person you're trying to get at Nam. Like, yeah. Who the fuck are you trying to get at Nam then? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I went through and then I realized that they the people truthfully, there's there's two types of they want um they want uh people who are going to be purchasing, yeah. you know, consumers. They want consumers at NAMM, yeah. which are typically, uh, you know, like uh, merchants, like, you know, Sure, someone buying and for stuff a company. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But also they want absolute rubes. Yeah. They want people who will sit there and watch Chris Lord Algae performatively mix right, on an yeah, SSL yeah, yeah. and bravo, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> you have so done impressed. wonderfully, you know? Yeah. And 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 I did not fit into that mold. And, well, you know, I mean, probably there was other valid reasons or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then I still went to NAMM that year because I just talked to some people that I knew that had a pedal company. They gave yeah. me a pass or whatever, and I was like, cool. So uh, so I went anyway, and I went into NAMM, and, uh, and I saw essentially what it is to me is a giant guitar center. Sure. You know, it's yeah. like a whole bunch of people trying to get you to buy into their product and everything and a whole bunch of people noodling on guitars and like yeah. doing all sorts of stuff and it is it has its value i mean conventions always have their validation or whatever sure. but um but after this I, i'm going to nam this year and this video really? yeah this video will not air until wow. after nam i'm sure sure For uh, legal reasons to keep you safe but, at NAMM. but i will preface right now that i am going to nam to absolutely troll the ever-living shit <laughs> out of everybody at oh, NAMM. Oh, man. I, I'm announcing it now. I have every intention I'm going to NAMM to do... I want to call it out on everything that it is. Like, yeah. not... You know, the organization is fine. The people who put the show on, it's it's all, like, a thing. It's good to get new products out and all that sure. stuff. But I also... Uh, I think that... I think that it's somebody's got to... Somebody's got to be the voice of reason with this. Yeah. Because it's the same thing as these clickbait TikTokers at the yeah. end of the day where everybody wants you to come to them for information sure. or for knowledge on how to do stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm going at it this year. So I can't okay. wait. I'm, we're going to have an after Is there going to be any content report. after? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I am 100%. Well, first off, after NAM, uh, NAM Coachella, the yeah. week between, I think we need to definitely do a, a NAM Coachella wrap-up. Yeah. Because they are doing NAM and Coachella on the same weekends, which is crazy oh, wow. to me. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I don't have any idea who planned that yeah. because half of your audience uh, cannot go yeah. to Nam now because yeah. they're all working. Yeah. And I think that that's a funny thing. Uh, one of my mentors said that to me once. I said, are you going to Nam?" He's like, no, man, I got to work. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> so, <laughs> and yeah. that's kind of the through line on Nam. But again, yeah. it's another one of those things that this time of year, I'd like to, I wanted to bring this up because this time of year is when we start getting all these new products launched sure. and all this yeah. like, you got to have this thing. You got to have this yeah. thing. You got to have this thing. And I think especially right now when this yeah. stuff all gets dropped is when you need to have a healthy level of skepticism about yeah. Yeah. whether you really need any of these techniques, whether you need any of this equipment, yeah. whether you need any of this stuff, or whether you've just been duped into believing like, oh, this was the one thing I was missing and sure. now I'm going to be successful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Just be be careful. Be you know. Be diligent. Be out there. You know, watching. Yeah. Be paying, paying attention. Yeah. You know, it's good. It's good. No, no one product is going to make your career. It will not. You're going to have products you like, but nothing yeah. is going to save your life. Yeah, absolutely not.
I have to pee so bad. Did I tell you guys that? Yep. That's the through line. So, Shane has to pee. That's the that's becoming accidentally the wrap up to <laughs> the every wrap episode. Up. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dude, now Shane has plays. to pee. Honestly, I, we've said this before too, and we addressed it in this episode. But if this seems messy to you, or like we're figuring our our shit out, it's because we are. Yeah, we are. We're absolutely. <laughs> if it seems like chaos. It's because it is. You can't see we'll, the cameras, we'll see. but they're propped up on stuff. There are iPhones. We're like yep. we're not taking this that serious. Yep. You but, want you got questions or you got ideas for us to get it better? Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. No. We're open. Yeah. I'm leaving. You right. you're gonna have to wrap it up. Or is this it? I'm that's it. That's it. We're wrapped. Thanks, guys. Bye. We'll see you next time.